Welcome to the Smart Pacific Podcast from the PTC. Introducing more insights from ICT thought leaders in the Pacific and beyond is your host, Steve McClelland. Welcome to Smart Pacific. In this episode, we're in Brussels as the European Union prepares for its next round of regulatory reform. Europe's Electronic Communications Code, the ECC, is designed to provide the most modern framework to regulate telecommunications. But European regulators also need to look at other things. 5G services are important to regulate. So are commercial contracts, particularly with consumers. Net neutrality seems a hot topic as well. Above all, they need to be mindful of the big picture presented by policymakers, which seeks to create a massive digital economy in Europe in the next 10 years. On a high growth forecast, this could mean the so-called data economy becomes a 1 trillion euro sector by 2025. But can regulators and policymakers really enable that to happen? And what is the global relevance of the EU in this sector, compared with North America and Asia-Pacific. We caught up with Johannes Gungel, current chair of BEREC, the European National Regulators' Body, to find out more about what's going on. I first asked him to describe what BEREC is and what it does. BEREC is the body of European regulators of electronic communication. You have to be aware that European telecom law is European law, but it is applied nationally by national regulatory authorities. And uh, the role of BEREC is therefore to secure a consistent application of the European rules across Europe. It's a composite body of national regulatory authorities. Why was it necessary to have a new framework legislation in the form of the Electronic Communications Code. The last big overhaul of the telecommunication package or the rules of the framework was back in 2009. So given the technological evolution, the new services, the new players that entered the markets, I think it was good to go into a review exercise. But as we found out on the way, it is more an evolution more than a revolution. And there are the main goals and objectives stayed the same. But in addition, there was in particular the goal of investment connectivity in order to secure the right level of investment in particular in broadband infrastructure in Europe. As I, as I said, it is more an evolution than a revolution. I think there are some provisions in the code that clearly show or should show to the outside world that Europe is taking care of the right level of investment in high capacity networks, in infrastructure and wants to facilitate network, next generation network rollout. In particular, the code has to be seen in a greater context of all the digital dossiers uh, that have been tabled by the Commission coming from uh, GDPR, e-privacy, platform to business, the code and so on and so on. So this is all in the context of a greater digital agenda and to make the European economy maybe a front runner, uh, to make it fit for the future and to secure that we stay or are a global leader in the digital era. Europe wants to see a 1 trillion euro data economy by 2025. Can a regulatory and policy framework really enable this to happen? 
Let me answer it in that way that I think there are a huge number of puzzle pieces that together will form a full picture. And I'm not in the position to say that we will get there, but I think that we need to go step by step and be alert of what's going on about the technological development and then one step after the, after the other to, to get as close as possible there. And what we can see internationally that there is a real competition between between economic areas, being a frontrunner in the digital era on supercomputers, on artificial intelligence, on blockchain, etc. And I think it, it, it's our task to secure on every topic to find out what the best way forward is and, in particular, what the USP of Europe is. It may not be being as open on data protection as other areas, but maybe it could be USP to be, to be more strict on data protection. I don't know, but we have to find out what is, uh, what is our competitive advantage in comparison to other areas. Barak has targeted net neutrality as a subject of particular interest but surely there are many different views and sentiments on net neutrality around the world. I would contradict that the approach to net neutrality is so different uh, across the world. We are aligning ourselves with our colleagues in India. India, for instance, is, a, is as it is the largest democracy, has um, a very, very uh, similar approach to net neutrality as Europe. We have seen that Canada is, has a very strict uh, approach on net neutrality. South America, there are real examples of net neutrality rules in place. So I see the U.S., for instance, as an exemption to a general rule, maybe. But it is, in fact, an extremely hot topic uh, for operators, in particular when it comes to 5G, the concept of network slicing and new services that will appear on the market. So it has to be a constant monitoring exercise in order, on the one hand side, to secure an open internet as an uh, engine for innovation and, on the other hand side, not to hamper innovation on the telecommunication side. Uh, so that's the balance that we have to strike. And I would see this as the main task for Barrick to strike the right balance between securing open internet but not hampering innovation. Why is regulation in the 5G era likely to be different from what's gone before? Well, I think currently the big topic on 5G is on the regulatory front is 5G and op the open internet. I think there are some concerns of the industry that the current rules will keep uh, operators from innovating. So far, we would say that there is uh, enough flexibility uh, on the net neutrality rules in order not to negatively impact uh, a 5G rollout. But on other areas like market analysis and obligations to, to S&P operators or so I would say that there will be a shift to a more symmetric regulation or regulatory model away from uh, having obligations put on S&P operators. But when it comes to access to infrastructure, uh, there will be obligations on all players not only on SMB operators, there will be also obligation on public infrastructure to get access to public infrastructure, which will be of, of huge importance. So more horizontal rules, more horizontal obligations, less SMP. Barak has listed that consumer contracts are important. Why is that? From a consumer perspective, contracts for electronic communication services are extremely complex they are often bundled together with other services. So to have an overview of the real rights and obligations is extremely difficult. And so I think it's extremely important that we help consumers 
to have the right level of information. Currently, it's, from my perspective, an overkill of information. You have uh, pages of uh, general terms and conditions, and we have to make sure that the most important information to consumers displayed in a prominent way in order that the consumers better understand the real consequences of uh, what they are signing. As a regulatory community, we've seen many policy changes and swings over the last 20 or 30 years. In your own perspective, what have been the principal changes? Let me start by saying what has happened in the last 20 years. So the, the initial concept was, of course, to cre- in order to create competition, starting with one single network, the preferred model was ex-ante regulation. I think it worked, worked quite well. We have, in the meantime, this decreased dramatically the number of markets that we are regulating on an ex-ante basis. We have seen a lot of competition coming in into all marketplaces, so the number of markets that we regulate ex-ante has dramatically decreased. So this was in line with the initial concept. Given the fact, if you look at not only in Europe, but worldwide, we see a lot of consolidation, and on the network layer, there is limited choice. And so it might be the case that for a longer period, ex-ante regulation will be one of the, the most important models, but on a service level, exposed regulation will most likely be the preferred concept. And what we have seen, our regulation has moved upstream, as I said before, away from retail markets markets to wholesale markets. So in total, it was a clear reduction of regulation. The question for the future, maybe from my perspective, is not ex ante versus ex post, but is there a more prominent role for horizontal rules within the sector or across sectors on consumer protection, for instance, uh, on data protection, we can see it already. So more horizontal rules versus sector-specific rules. Bereka has recently signed an MOU with a Canadian regulator, the CRTC. What does that involve? We detected Canada as a goal for a closer cooperation. They apply in a, to a certain extent similar, but in some, ex- some aspects stricter way net neutrality. So this was the first link, and in this area, this is clearly an area of cooperation, but also on competition, access, access regulation, there will be closer cooperations, exchange of best practices. I think we can learn a lot from our Canadian colleagues, and we would love to have more exchange with them. As you yourself head back to Vienna, what's on your desk as a national regulator? On my own desk, the most important task is we are preparing the, up- the next auctions already. In the uh, beginning of next year, we will auction off the 3.4 to 3.8 gigahertz spectrum, so the pioneer band for 5G. And we are in the course of uh, preparing also the 700 megahertz uh, uh, auction one year later. So this will be crucial for a swift and uh, cost-efficient rollout for 5G. And as far as we can say from today's perspective, 5G will be a very, very important technology for the years to come and so it is a crucial task to enable a swift and a very cost-efficient rollout of 5G in the next years. Jonas Gangel, thank you. Thank you very much. That's it from Smart Pacific. Show notes are available on the PTC website at ptc.org. Check them out. Thanks for listening. PTC is the premier global nonprofit membership organization promoting ICT in the Pacific Rim. Get involved in the world's most dynamic ICT region. Join PTC today. Participate in PTC seminars and conferences. Engage in PTC research programs. Make web contributions to PTC outreach. 
Share our dialogue and these PTC podcasts. Help us by rating them on iTunes. For more information about what PTC can do for you, see ptc.org.